Benjamin Castle are Americans. Watching the footy. Liam Ryan saying kick it my way, I want to jump over the pack and here he comes! Lacumve or Lacumve back. This is episode 143 of Americans Watching the Footy, our 2024 fixture focus. I am Benjamin Castle here alongside my brother Ethan in South San Francisco, California on the peninsula, not far from where Biden met Z the other day. It was kind of surreal seeing all those scenes from down the highway from us in Woodside. Anyway, it's been a bit over 16 hours since the full AFL men's fixture for 2024 was released, and so we're going to take a long, hard look at it here. Long and hard. Hell yeah. Jaggedy. Now, I've got a lot of resources up here, compiled a lot of the same strength metrics that I did last year, noted unique matchups, things we haven't seen before or in a while. Even you don't know all that much. It was kind of by my choice. Yeah. Um. Do you want to know what I do know? I mean, before we get into like the never before stuff, I, I figure we should just kind of spitball a little bit here. So the opening round stuff had been rumored for a while, starting the season in rugby league country. The matchups are good choices. They've got all sorts of storylines, but it doesn't feel right to me in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, they're right after Carlton and Richmond had back to back like interesting season openers instead of why are we doing this? Now we lose it. And then they're going to play two games before most have played one. I would be much more fine with it if, you know, it was a full split round like they did, I think, in 2012 and 13. But just fucking up the buys this early in the season doesn't sit. I, I know that all those buys are going to get compensated for very early. Rounds two, three, five, and six. So none, obviously, for the gather round and done with before Anzac round. But yes, we will have a buy during Easter round. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, we will have a buy during Easter round because that's round three, the gather round coming right on the Easter holidays, which is why it's so strong for travel. Now, those opening round matchups, Sydney and Melbourne to open the season, teams that were really banged up at the wrong times last year, and obviously the storyline with Grundy and also James Jordan switching sides in that, two prelim rematches, and then Damian Hardwick's first game coaching the Suns comes against Richmond. So, uh, Good storylines there. Interesting one there. It is a double up, as you'd probably expect, Gold Coast and Richmond. The storyline's kind of baked in. But Richmond doesn't host Gold Coast until the final round, and that is the Suns' trip to the G. Damn it, I was really hoping that game would be Marvel. <laughs> Might not hype playing here. Um, I think I only saw Gold Coast have, was it two or three trips to Marvel? No, I, th I think it's four. It's got to be four. But, you know, not bad, all things considered, for a coach who has been very open to it not happening there. Richmond does have one trip still, uh, one home game there. You know, you mix rounds one, what would be opening round and round one. I think you, you would have a really great slate of games as a whole. I mean, you know, obviously, it's been rumored for a while that the Cats would open up renovated Cardinia Park against St. Kilda. Yeah, most of round one, I think, had already been revealed. I knew a bunch about round one. I knew about the... Gather round. Yeah, that had been public for a while. So round one, you also got whoever... I mean, either Harley Reid's either going to debut against Port or GWS, because West Coast is at Port, North is at the Giants. You've got Melbourne and the Bulldogs for, I think, the third year in a row. Essendon and Hawthorne, which has been a round one fixture a lot, and I approve of that. Second year in a row for Collingwood playing Sydney at the G as well. And my issue, I am a big believer that the defending champions should get to open at home and Collingwood do not get to do that because of this round zero crap. And that is something that I take exception to. Yeah, I think, you know, Sydney's a great one for them to open against. I'm glad they've got the Friday in round one, which is the spot that it should be if it's not Richmond or Carlton who win. Yeah, I, 
I had thought it was going to be either Geelong or Melbourne, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Geelong and Melbourne, they play once this year, and it's Melbourne hosting at the G. I did look at Geelong's entire schedule because I was not going to wait like 17, 18 hours yeah. or whatever. Just going to say, you know, about time again for Melbourne to host them there with Geelong having hosted their only meetings on Thursdays the past couple of years. So fine with that. Uh, you want my Geelong schedule observations? Uh, sure, fire away. Just off of what I know. Let's see. It's weird that we don't really play either of the West teams until the very end of the season. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to host the Lions instead of go to the Gabba. Um, hosting the Giants. Yeah, I would much rather honestly face the Giants on the road because of how good they've been at Geelong. That feels like a Canberra matchup if the Giants host that. We're going to the SCG for a fourth year in a row. I thought we'd maybe get them at home again. Uh, I feel like there is kind of some unfinished business there after the draw last year. I think you're okay with the home slate considering who has to make the trip down and be little bitches about it. I was surprised that we're getting Port at home again. The double-ups are mostly friendly, but I love that we're getting, and feeling we might be getting Hawthorne at home. With Hawthorne obviously being the Easter Monday host this year, it seemed pretty obvious to me. Richmond surprised me still, in a good way. Yeah, so our home games at the G are Essendon and Carlton. Yeah, the country game, and then Carlton as well. We're only playing Collingwood once. I love that we're playing Carlton twice. You know, as much as I grew to enjoy a lot of their roster last year as the year went on, it became very easy to dislike them. And I love getting another crack at them because we only played them like round two last year, and that was it. Overall, pretty friendly schedule for Geelong, all things considered. Yeah, I saw a graphic from Fox Footy that had Geelong's, like, I think the somewhere around the sixth easiest schedule. Now, I'm not sure what metrics they used for that, but I know that they had the Suns as the easiest schedule Mm -hmm. and the Lions as the hardest. Lions as the hardest does make sense by a lot of metrics. Ladder, it's first strongest by like every metric that I have here. Ladder position, percentage, points. Geelong, yeah, uh, pretty friendly overall in terms of percent. um, And that's without doubling up against the Eagles. Um, I mean, they do have North, but one of the things that I really enjoyed doing last year was the whole never before thing where we look at matchups that have never gone a certain way before. And Ethan, I know you have your list of matchups that we haven't seen like certain results. And so you want to pull that up and kind of get us started with that. I think this will be a good way for you to learn about some of the quirks of the fixture. In a minute, I did want to go over a couple other things first. I am not looking forward to playing the Suns in Darwin because they are gods there. Yeah, they've swept the uh, Darwin double each of the past two years. The other game there is once again against North. Um, and also the other North Territory game is uh, Melbourne and Frio. I knew that. Alice Springs. Yeah, and that was, that was known a couple of days before. I believe that Geelong Gold Coast game, I think that's Geelong's first ever trip to the top end for a home and away game. Yes, the team had advertised that. Uh, Other than that, I think we only play one game at Marvel, which I think is the Bulldogs double up, because we also play them during the... No, no, the the Bulldogs, that's a home game at Cardinia. Oh, sweet. Good. I want to play them with an actual team, because last year, obviously, we basically played them with a VFL team at the end. That's round 19. Uh, Let me say... They got got the Saints round 23 at Marvel. Oh, so we are doubling up with the Saints again. Yeah. Got it. Um, and I know we're going to Tasmania to play North. We had a lot of out-of-state trips. I Yeah, Tasmania against North again. That happened last year. That was our first thing. We only played them at home last year. 2022, oh. we doubled up. Oh, that's it. Okay. But what I do know is just off of the sheer number of games, we better get more than two points out of state this year. Okay, so you have your never before sheet ready? Uh, let me pull that up. I've got Everything tracked here on my side of things. Ethan has recused himself from this spreadsheet, the master spreadsheet that I've been working with. Okay. let's. We're mostly going alphabetical here, I think. Yeah, sure. All right. Adelaide have never beaten Fremantle at Optus. Do they have a chance for that? They do. That's going to be a night game in round three. Late March there. Looks like a Friday fixture. They're going to have two Friday games round three. Interesting. Well, oh yeah, because you have the good Friday game. Right, of course. It For some reason, it doesn't register me that round three is the Easter round this year. I mean, it's somewhere between rounds like three and six, yeah. usually. We're, we've been, they've been very good about limiting the overlaps uh, early on this season. Obviously, the buys have a hand in that, but we don't have really any super big overlaps until round five Saturday. And some game time is being pushed earlier as part of that. Uh, you got a lot of the late games pushed to 2.30 as well. 
when there are just two games on Sundays, it looks like it's mostly going to be 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. sharp. Thursdays have been pushed back to 7.30 p.m. Melbourne instead of 7.20. Fridays and, and Fridays are up to 7.40, I know. Yeah, seem to be okay. Results fans seem to be all right with them as a whole. You know, not enough, but a good start. I'm fine with that. Yeah. We have another one with Adelaide or no? Uh, that is all for Adelaide. Ah, the one that I really want to know about, I know you want to save to the end. We will. Uh, Carlton have never won the Adelaide Oval. So they don't play the Crows there this year. That's going to be at Marvel round five. But they'll get a crack at the power at the Adelaide Oval in a night game in round 12. Also, I assume they play there during the gather round. Or do they get an alternate site for that? They've got 3-0 in round four. That's a good one to know. Okay, I wanted to talk... Let's talk about the schedule for the... Gather round. Might as well with the since we're talking about the Adelaide teams. So I would have liked bookending it with the Adelaide teams, but I get how they ended up doing it. So you've got Crows Thursday against... The Demons, which was a great game in Melbourne last year. Then Friday is Port hosting... Essendon, another great choice. Then you've got a doubleheader Saturday. Separated enough that it's probably going to be ticketed separately, I think, right? I don't know. No, I don't think so. And then just, I know you've got cats, dogs, and what's the other? Remind me the other. The earlier one's Frio and Carlton. Gotcha. And then Sunday, they have Collingwood Hawthorne standalone, which like, if you're going to do just one game without a state teams, that's one that should sell pretty well. Yeah. So five games at Adelaide Oval, two at Norwood. You got Brisbane and North playing in the gather round. Again, they did that at Mount Barker last year. And then Richmond and St. Kilda are the other. So, and those last two games are going to overlap, sadly. So, and, you know, no easy way for anybody to get to all the games. Got it. And Which then, is the, the downside of that as opposed to, you know, for example, the NRL's Magic Round where it all is at Suncorp Stadium. And then Mount Barker gets two games? Yeah, two games now. Uh, West Coast and Sydney. I mean, I'm glad it's not at Optus because the Eagles have trouble there with the swans of their previous meetings. And then the other is Gold Coast and GWS, which makes sense. I would have loved for GWS to get another Norwood game or Hawthorne. Because that did so well last year. But I'm okay with this as a whole. I thought we were going to get a game in wine country this year in the Barossa Valley. Maybe that's why they ended up with a second game at Mount Barker instead. Yeah, that seemed like a possibility. I'm I'm not bothered by how this ended up. I'm bothered just by Hawthorne and Collingwood, their first meeting being there. You know, I, I want that at the G straight away. With all the storylines from the trading this year, that is a double up, though. I think it's round 19 that Hawthorne hosts Collingwood there. At the G. It's also a milestone watch there. What I like is that they only got the one doubleheader because, like, the doubleheader, you know, is a lot of fans coming and going. It wasn't ever really, like, fully. I like that. I still think, though, that especially with how late that last game is, that it would have made sense for a South Australian team to be at home for it. But having him Thursday, Friday, it makes sense, too. So, you know, overall, I'm liking where the Gather round. stands this year. So we're through with, uh, Talking about Carlton and their Adelaide Oval woes. They've never won there. A couple other teams haven't. Where's the, the next matchup you're looking at? Uh, Frio have never beaten GWS in Sydney. Yeah, the three meetings there, including last year. They'll get another chance this year in round 23. I know that's been a Canberra game as well. I think Frio have won that game in Canberra, but not in Sydney. Yeah, I know that's been a Canberra game at least a couple of times. I think it was closing round 2022. I think this past year, too, when the Giants kicked the crap out of them. Might not have been. I don't think that was closing round this year, though. No, it was middle of the season. Yeah. But they kicked the crap out of them. Mm -hmm. And then Frio have also never beaten Port at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, in the six meetings they've had there, they'll have a chance round five. So I wonder if they might just have an extended South Australian trip, just stay there for that whole time rather than going back westward. Yeah, we see NFL teams do stuff like that. Um... So who's who? My favorite version of that ever was when the 49ers set up shop in lovely Youngstown, Ohio. Was that this past year? No, that was a ways back. I think it was when like. Is that when Jim Harbaugh was? Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh was still there. I mean, he's he's a Midwest guy. Kind of makes sense. Um, Yeah, Frio's going to be the only other team staying over. And then the week before Melbourne play Port at the Adelaide also, maybe they'll. I mean, I'm not sure if they'd stay over the Easter holiday. That's a question there. By the way, speaking of Easter, we do have Brisbane and Collingwood Holy Thursday at the GABA again. All right, that seems to be a pretty regular tradition at this point. Yeah, and that's a double up. And then, oh, 
forgot to ask, what is the Good Friday afternoon game? It's North and is it Carlton again? Yeah. Is this the last chance for North? Uh, I don't know. They had great crowds last year. Good Friday record for that, uh, for North's home fixture. At some point, you do have to win one, though. Yeah. Whenever it happens, it'll be really funny. Now we're on to Gold Coast, I think, and there are a lot of these. Yes. The Mighty Sun. They have never beaten Adelaide in Adelaide. That's not going to happen this year because they're only playing in round one at Heritage Bank Stadium. So two home games in a row for the Suns to start the year. I think that was a Darwin matchup last year. Yes, it was. I think the Crows got out to a big early lead. And then the Suns came back. I think Bailey Humphrey had a big game in that one. He had a big game in one of those. I know. I think that was that one. They He bought in so much to that trip. I love seeing just how invested the players were. Not sure if their trip's going to be as long this year because it's a uh, Saturday and then a Thursday. And the Thursday is against North, right? No, the Thursday's Geelong. Oh, is the Saturday North? Yeah, the Saturday night is North in round nine. So about, that'll be North's second trip up there in three years. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Gold Coast have never won at the Adelaide Oval. I would imagine they're facing Port there. You would think they're not. <laughs> so they don't have a single game at the Adelaide Oval. Up. No, they don't. It's an, That's a really weird schedule quirk there. Uh, they're hosting them at Heritage Bank Stadium round 18. Well, I've also never beaten them at home. Yeah, I mean, their Gold Coast's only win against Port ever was in their first game against them at the old football park, which still cracks me up. Just football park. Yes. How about a nice football park? Yes. Do Australians know about a Christmas story like we do? I don't know. It would be really funny if they did. I've, we've explained it before, I think. I think, but basically, a couple channels here, the Turner channels here, play a Christmas story for 24 straight hours from Christmas Eve through Christmas night. So you just got to pick it up throughout the day. Just like, oh, this is where that is. Uh, Gold Coast have never beaten Essendon in Melbourne or away at all. They'll get yeah, it. Unless maybe something in like 2020 that was technically an away game. Oh, uh, they played there. Uh, they played at Virginia Park in technically a Gold Coast home game in 2021 late in the year. All right. But they've never beaten them in Victoria. Got it. Uh, they'll get a chance around 22. Is that at Marvel? Of course it is. Gold Coast's only trip to the G this year is closing round against Richmond. Or if they somehow make finals and play a Victorian team. Do they double up against Richmond? I meant to ask. Yeah, of course. I said opening, right. opening okay. round and closing round. Oh, opening round. Sweet. That's that's the whole thing that I said earlier with Dimma's first game yeah. against the Tigers. They've never beaten Geelong at Cardinia. They won't get a chance this year. No, that's uh, they're only playing at Darwin. But thinking about Gold Coast, that's two years in a row. Yeah. The, uh, the thing about Gold Coast and Richmond also, you know, you think about the two after the Siren winners they've had, Carmichael Hunt and Cairns and Noah Anderson in 2022 anderson also grew up a richmond supporter which makes that just all the more awesome that it happened that way gold coast have never beaten gws in sydney is that a double up that is a double up they've got them in mount barker in the gather round and their round 19 meeting is at giant stadium all right so that's one they've got a chance at and that's all for them all right gws we have a few we have a shorter list but they have never beaten hawthorne in melbourne or away at all. That counts Tasmania. Now, they're not playing then in Melbourne or Victoria. But round 13, that's a Saturday afternoon game. That is in Launceston. So they'll get a chance for their first win, at least against Hawthorne in Tasmania. Have GWS won in Tasmania at all is a question I have. Let's check their... It's been a very home team dominated series in general. Yeah, let's check their... Uh, let's check their Blundstone Arena record. The Giants are 3-1-2 and two at Blundstone Arena. And they, they won a game in Launceston before. Against, oh, the final against the Swans. Yeah. Very good. That elimination final in 2021, the, I think that was 6v7. We'll also note about GWS and alternate sites. Obviously, they've got the Canberra games this year, three of them again. Once again, they've got Brisbane there for Anzac weekend. That is a Thursday night Anzac matchup. Ooh, awesome. I like that that's going to get its own time slot then. That's good. Yeah, um, so, you know, it's tradition for them to play there on Anzac week. You've got Wednesday footy again this year because of Anzac Eve. Richmond and Melbourne, then Thursday, Anzac Day at the G, technically an Essendon home game, and then GWS in Brisbane that night. So that's going to, like, kick off the Anzac round. Yes, which I called. Got it, okay. I'd, I'd said that for a while. Uh, so that round will go, like, Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah. You've got a Tasmania game that round again, but it's north that time, hosting Adelaide. 
Um, usually it's been Hawthorne hosting at Zach Weekend. Uh, for example, that's when they had a couple great games against the Crows in that time. Uh, the crazy one where Adelaide kicked like 15 straight to start and Riley Philthorpe had five on debut and they still lost. So that would mean that the order at home that round because they try to spread games around really well. Yeah, and they had the, they had the, the great contest there last year with the Darcy Fogarty winner as well, Hawthorne Adelaide. Right, so who's port home against Anzac Ground? Saints. Got it. You've got Frio and Bulldogs again in the Len Hall tribute game. That's a Saturday night that time. All right. Uh, more GWS. They have never beaten North at home. Do they have a home game against North? Round one. Oh, perfect. Yeah, they've had four home games against the Kangas, three of them at the showground, one of them in the ACT. Yeah, as, as I said, you know, Harley Reid might debut against the Giants. GWS have never beaten West Coast at Optus Stadium. I find that hilarious considering what the Eagles did last year. They beat them in round two then, and they'll have a chance round two again. All right. So uh, maybe a chance for a pick one or whatever's first home game to be another historic one. Hawthorne have never beaten GWS in Sydney. Went over that double up already. They've actually never won a giant stadium at all. They're 0-8 there. They will not get a chance this year. That double up again is both at alternate sites. Round 13 in Launceston, round 21 in Canberra. The a bit late for a Canberra game. Yeah. Um, I noticed this year that you got Hawthorne's Tasmania games a little further toward the front of the season. North a little later, so kind of the reverse of last year. We do have we do have a closing round game in Tasmania again. It is once again in Launceston. It's the Tasmanian Tussle, actually. Strangely, I think it was actually at Blundstone Arena last year, but just kind of reversing the Tasmanian home game trends. The Tasmanian timeshare tussle the North home game will be round six at Marble. That's all for Hawthorne. Melbourne have never beaten GWS in Sydney. I know they've played in Canberra. Yeah, they've beaten them in Canberra, and they've beaten them at the Gabba in 2020. Wow, okay. So do Melbourne visit GWS this year? No, the Giants are visiting the G in round 20. Okay. Giants got a couple cracks at the G. Uh, North have never won at the Adelaide Oval. We already know they go to Norwood instead during the... Gather round. Do they play either the Crows or Port on the road? In one of the weirdest schedule quirks, they play them both in Tasmania. Okay, so they will not have a chance to play a single game at the Adelaide Oval this year. No, their only South Australia game is in Norwood. This is really weird. Round them and Gold Coast. Yeah, round seven, they've got Adelaide. Round 11, they've got Port, both at Blundstone Arena. So it also robs us of Jason Horn Francis playing North in Victoria again. Interesting. I, I was disappointed by that. You know, he's a man. He can he can cop whatever abuse. He shrugs it off anyway. I'm sad that we have to wait for that again. Uh, West Coast have never beaten Sydney at Optus. That's not happening because they meet just in the... Gather round. Correct. And that's at Summit Sports Park. They've only met twice there. They uh, The Swans opened up Optus Stadium with a win. 2018 round one. And then the Bulldogs have never beaten Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. Round 22, you got a chance for that. Um, also should note, uh, talking about the alternate sites, we mentioned Ballarat a little bit ago. Dogs and Giants at Ballarat again. Okay. Closing round, weirdly. Interesting. You you know, I think the dogs will probably much prefer that to being in Tasmania closing round. I mean, they had pretty happy memories from that from a couple years ago. Yeah, but still just like from a competitive and stress standpoint and stuff. The other Mars Stadium game? Round two against the Suns. That's a really early alternate site game. Interesting. Like, ridiculously early. March 23rd. Our time, anyway. March 24th in the future. <laughs> Yes, Australians live in the future. Future! You want to go over alternate sites stuff or actually... Let's let's get it out of the way. Are the Eagles finally hosting the Lions at Optus? I regret to inform you. Round 18. <laughs> so they're doubling up? No. So the Lions have two trips to Western Australia this year. And they're not hosting either of the Western teams. I thought there was about a 60% chance because I saw... Like, I didn't look at it in depth. I didn't want it spoiled. But the meme, like, that he will never play the Eagles at Optus Stadium. And I was, I wasn't sure if the last panel would, would have been like, yep, told you he wouldn't. Or if the last panel was going to be the spit take. The spit take. And I guess it was the spit take. Yeah, awesome. Um, just weird stuff with, you know, Queensland and Western Australia, that exchange. The Eagles host the Suns at Optus. 
Yeah, the two Western clubs are making a combined one trip to Queensland, I believe. And that's Frio to Gold Coast? No, it's West Coast to Gold Coast. Coast clashes a double up. Gotcha. I don't understand that at all. You know, so many gripes about things not being balanced, but the, the state travel is one of the biggest gripes. I'm glad that we finally get the Eagles hosting the Lions for the first time in Optus Stadium's seven-year existence. Unless Mark McGowan shuts it down. I mean, who knows at this point? Could he could he retake power and that happens? All right. Uh, before we get into the other stuff, you want to take our break now, or do you want to do that after the other alternate site stuff? Uh, we, we've gone through a lot of the alternate sites already. How about we just dive into that real quick? Sure. We, we've got some like loose ends from trade period and stuff to talk about afterward as well. So let's kind of go through that now. We already talked about the Northern Territory fixtures, and some of the alternate sites were relevant in previous discussions. Should we kind of go chronologically then? Or what are you thinking about this? Uh, let's just... Well, we've already talked about both the Bulldogs games at Mars Stadium. Those are going to be rounds 2 and 24. Against the Suns and Giants? Correct. All right, what about... I'm guessing there's no Cairns footy, which is a real tragedy. For the sickos out there, it is a tragedy, and we are sickos. I mean, good on the Saints for not selling home games. No China game either. That I'm fine with not happening. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have an America game at some point. Again, the Cricket Oval in San Jose, those plans are slowly plodding along. And there's obviously the venue in uh, Sarasota as well. GWS, during the Easter Carnival, of course, at the showground, they relocate a couple games to Canberra. They've got the Saints there round five, the Lions round seven, Anzac Thursday. And then their last is much later on in the year, round 21. That's against Hawthorne. So again, double up at alternate sites, both of them, GWS and Hawthorne. So three games there? Again. All right. Um, what about... I guess Tasmania, is that the only alternate site we really have left to cover? I think so, yeah. Because we know about Alice Springs and Darwin. So you've got the first Tasmania game of the year in round seven at Blundstone Arena. That's North and Adelaide. Already mentioned that one. Also talked about North and Port there, which is another tragedy to me. No Horn Francis against North in Victoria again. Yeah, that's just from a narrative standpoint, that sucks. I get from an attendance standpoint why that's a game that gets moved there, but it still sucks. Yeah. I would think Port fans would actually travel to that one in, like, the, the caravan almost because of Horn Francis. That would be fun, yes. Th- that's what I was hoping for, to get, a, like, a power caravan going for that game. The power don't double up against Collingwood this year, unfortunately. That's a Collingwood home game Saturday afternoon round six. Only time they're playing. Pies don't even get the Crows twice either. That's also disappointing. When do the Crows play Collingwood? Round 10, also with the G? So Collingwood only makes a trip to the Adelaide Oval. That seems off. But he got the Adelaide teams both at Blundstone Arena, and then two more games there, which are Geelong, round 20, and round 22, the Eagles. Got it. Yeah, um, you know, bottom two, don't think it's going to be that highly attended. That was a round one Marvel game last year where I wondered, what does Bailey J. Williams even do? And then he ended up being, like, not an abomination. Yeah, um... A lot of talk about him being used more as a forward this year, kind of as a second tall with Oscar Rao, which I think I'd be okay with. I think a lot depends on Jack Williams and Harry Barnett's progression. Harry! I don't trust like that. Would love for Barnett to get more time this year. Was talking about this on uh, the AFL subreddit and the Eagles subreddit yesterday. And then Utah's four games there as well. St. Kilda round nine. All right. GWS round 13, as we mentioned. Frio round 18. And North in the closing round. I do love that GWS and Hawthorne is a double up considering the show at Norwood they had last year with Harry Himmelberg making those game-winning plays on both ends of the oval as you kept obsessing a tenth of a mile apart in a matter of minutes. That was also Aaron Cadman's debut, I believe, and he kicked a goal. All right. Cadman's a real key to long-term success for the Giants for obviously his pick one, but also was listening to a couple things earlier. They brought up some really good points there. You know, who's going to be the solution as to taking some of the weight off Toby Green in the forward 50, especially needing a taller target there. Jake Riccardi isn't super big physically, did a nice job a lot last year, exceeded our expectations big time, but they're going to need Catman to really up his game there, along with Kieran Briggs maybe being a good contested mark. We're really big believers in Briggs. So gotten through a lot here, the fixture focus already. 
I think this is a nice time for us to pause a bit, sip a bit more water, take a break, and uh, we'll be right back with more funny talk after this. And welcome back to another episode of Americans Watching the Footy. This is episode 143. Yeah, this is also not the opening of the episode. Yeah, I know, but uh, you can find us on Twitter at Americans Footy. You can find me at Castle Media. I am on Twitter at BenjaminHK01. Instagram, got a couple places to find us. Together at Americans Footy. We'll definitely be using that more frequently this year. Grind Harambe the Footy Cat is on Instagram at cat named Grian. He is currently curled up on the bed with his paws covering his face. So uh, probably not a huge fan of the noise right now. We're also on YouTube at Americans Footy. Something interesting happened there. Uh, the official Collingwood account left a comment on our grand final episode. What? Yeah. yeah, that happened. That was a little surprising. Yeah. And on Instagram, we had chats. We had a bit of a chat with Chankworth Jath while he was in the area. Unfortunately, time didn't work out for him to meet up. So hopefully we'll be able to do that when we make our footy pilgrimage in a year or two's time. I want to be just like the travel consultant for any footy player visiting the U.S. Oh, completely. That's that's part of our goal here. So what have we really not touched on in terms of scheduling this year? I think rivalries are probably a nice place to start. Yeah, um, I would have to imagine. Let's see, do let's start with the Victorian ones. Just get those out of the way. Collingwood and Carlton double up. Of course. Uh, which rounds? Usually have the first of those around the midpoints. A little earlier this year, round eight is the Carlton home game. And then round 21 is the Collingwood home game. Also, obviously, the uh, Melbourne double up for Collingwood. Round 13, King's birthday. And closing round, Melbourne hosts Collingwood then. So uh, I like that a lot, especially with the, the finals matchup last year. Uh, Collingwood Essendon, are they playing outside of Anzac? Yeah, that's another traditional double up that's round 17 as well let's see what about uh essendon richmond they didn't double up last year looks like they're not doubling up this year either no they're not disappointing but what isn't disappointing standalone dream time finally especially with how dramatic that game was last year ended up being dim as last essendon breaking the streak with the sam durham mark and goal i think it was seven seconds left how the hell did they not get dylan grimes on all right, let's see. What other double-ups are interesting? Uh, you know what? Let's go outside Victoria. Adelaide. Those were, those were the next ones to really enter because we already know about Geelong and Hawthorne doubling up. Yeah, uh, so Easter Monday, obviously there. And then Hawthorne go down the highway <laughs> round 17. Richmond go down the highway in round 12. I love those so much. But let's just say it now. Adelaide Sydney's a double-up. Really big believers in Adelaide at the league level because they get a lot of Thursday and Friday this year. Nearly as much as the Blues as to what we know as of now in the first 15 rounds. They've got them at the Adelaide Oval, Crows and Swans in round 14, and at the SCG, round 24. Cracks knuckles. Okay. Closing round drama could be very possible between those two teams with the hell that that unleashed late last season all right let's see um you know we're talking about the crows might as well yeah showdown obviously is going to be played twice round eight standalone thursday yes it was part of a friday doubleheader multiple times lately one of them was the jordan dawson winner this has been desperately needed for them to get standalone timing and i'm i'm thrilled that it's a thursday that, that they got a a real primetime national audience for it. With both teams being likely quite relevant heading into the season, I'm really happy about that. The other showdown, Port's home showdown, is slated for round 23. So penultimate round. Uh, Western Derby, let's do that one next. Last few years, there's been a super early meeting. Not super early this year. Round six is the Eagles home derby. And that is not a standalone game. Nah, hardly isn't at... Hardly fine. Uh, especially with how poor both the Western teams were last year. One of the weakest years on record for Western Australia in the AFL. And then it looks like they play again round 20. Round 20 is the Frio home derby, so uh, I'm ready for some more Caleb Sarong trauma. Like, right. not not trauma to him, trauma delivered to the Eagles by Sarong. You remember uh, back in 2021, the goal of the year that basically said, you're not making finals. Round 20 also has the Suns home cue clash. 
Yes. Looking at the list here. So they are playing at the GABA earlier, presumably. Yeah. Interesting that it's the home Hugh Clash for the Suns later in the season again. Hugh Clash. Ooh, standalone. Standalone Sunday night. Awesome. I don't know how to feel about it because it's at the end of a long week of rugby league in Queensland. I was looking at just selfishly. I love it. Oh, I I like it. Um, I'm just not sure how great the crowd's going to be. I mean, it's the GABA. They should turn out. But the Broncos are at home that Friday. The three other Queensland NRL clubs are in state on Saturday. So, you know, no Queensland NRL action on Sunday could help crowds there. I just don't know if it'll be enough, especially being a late Sunday. I would have hoped for a standalone Saturday a little early in the year. So it could have been in one of those rounds with a couple buys. Let's see other stuff. Round nine has two Friday night games, one at Geelong, one at Rio. Yeah, Frio and Sydney, that gave us a good show last year at the SCG. That was a Luke Jackson's cheeky game. Yeah, that's going to be an annoying overlap because that's a fun matchup. Yeah, uh, round eight, looking back at round eight, it's got a real rivalry start there. Ooh, yeah. Showdown on Thursday, Car Call on Friday, and the first Saturday game is Sydney's home derby. Also a standalone game. Yes, also standalone for that. Melbourne and Geelong go up against West Coast and Essendon. I mean, you could argue West Coast Essendon's a bit of a rivalry with some close games as of late and the big Western Bombers following. Ooh, both Sydney Derbies are going to be standalone. The other one is round 15. Yeah, it's surprisingly early, but I'm glad they locked it in as standalone early. That's, I guess, the consolation for it being earlier in the year. Think for a round with only six games, round 15 looks good. Geelong and Carlton, Port and Brisbane, Sydney Derby, and then it kind of tapers off. Yeah, Real and Gold Coast could be interesting. I think, you know, other than the very first round, I think the one that gets me the most pumped as of now, I mean, round two is juicy with Sydney at Essendon, Hawthorne and Melbourne, Crows hosting the Cats. You know, other than like, you know, the marquee rounds where there's a holiday going on, I think round eight is the one that gets me the most pumped. Three rivalries to start it. You've got Q Clash to end it. You've got a game like Dogs Hawks, which has been less juicy in Victoria, but still. Yeah, great two strong games in Launceston the past couple years. That's going to be just a banger of a midfield battle. Definitely. Richmond and Frio gave us a good show this year out west with Richmond getting over the line. I think that was one of Liam Baker's stronger games. And as a West Australian native, I really remember him going off there. Richmond's got this really interesting, you know, group entering their mid-20s. They don't have maybe as big a drop-off on the list as some people expect. Because you've got Baker entering that group. You've also got Noah Balta, Shea Bolton, Dan Rioli, Tim Taranto. And then you've got the big younger group as well. This is probably Hugo Rousemith's last chance. He's on a one-year deal. I'm hoping that he can make the most of that. And I think the biggest help for Richmond, though, would be if Josh Gibkiss will be healthy. His injury kept him out all of last year. Visited Qatari specialists for his hamstring. Really liked him in... 22. Hopefully he will get back to their defense this year. I really believe that he and Tyler Young, who did some impressive one-on-one work this year, will be really Richmond's defensive foundation for their next era. Was Adam Uze doubling up against Melbourne, Richmond and Melbourne? Or is that just Anzac Eve? That is only Anzac Eve. That's a little disappointing, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, Uze, a career demon, part of their coaching staff when they won the flag. Porton Carlton, Double up also has that Michael Voss storyline in there. What other double ups have like real storyline to them that you might not really think about? Uh, see, we already talked about Port and Essendon. That's not a double up. That's just in the gather round. And I approve of that, obviously, for the Dan Houston drama last year. All Australian Dan Houston. Talked about Sydney and Port, right? Uh, that's just one. Sydney Collingwood is a double up. I really like that. And Essendon, they've had some weird games with them. Is that considered a rivalry, Sydney and Essendon? I'd say to an extent. It, it seems like it at this point. Let's take a look at just some weird stuff here. Like, who doubles up against both teams from a state? Melbourne doubles up against both Westerners. That's a little strange. GWS doubles up against both Queensland teams. It makes sense with Gold Coast, obviously. And when you've got the Anzac game against Canberra, I guess that also is somewhat logical there. I don't think anybody doubles up against both the South Australian clubs. Collingwood did last year, and those were all fantastic games, if I recall. Well, except for the round two Collingwood-Port game. But three out of four really delivered there. 
that it's strange as a result that the Pies only make one Adelaide Oval trip this year. You know, looking at the strength of schedule here, yeah, the Lions, by pretty much every standard, do have the toughest schedule. Their double-ups are Adelaide, Collingwood, Gold Coast, GWS, Melbourne, St. Kilda. So you've got the grand finalist, a prelim finalist, another team that's always been there, a team that should have been there. By percentage, they've got the toughest by a few. Because remember, the Crows, they had a percentage of 116.8 last year. Their percentage was higher than five of the finalists, the highest scoring team, and they missed out. And that was despite a defense that suffered some big injuries last year, if you recall. Yeah, and some of those are going to carry into this year. Yeah, well, Duday's gone, of course. Uh, Nick Murray? Nick Murray, ACL as well. So that puts a lot of weight on Mitchell Hinge, Max Michael, Andy, who can play a bit taller. Josh Morrell will need to be really maybe that key tall. Can Jordan Butts still help there? That's a big question mark. They made do with lesser parts last year. And it was, surprisingly, it was the Crows defense that looked to be the stronger of the two South Australian squads because Port, they really had to beef up their defensive stock in the trade period because they repeatedly got beaten there last year, even with Alir doing everything he could. So Tom Jonas retired. Trent McKenzie definitely damaged goods at this point. They brought in Asaba Radagalea, Brandon Zerk Thatcher. And obviously that leads Essendon a bit dry. They've got Ben McKay there. I mean, the trickle-down effect there is big, I think. Allows Jordan Ridley to play a more natural role. Oh yeah, Savo returns to Geelong round nine. Yes. Yeah, maybe we can take a look at a couple of those other big trade returns there. Uh, If Duda has a chance to... Well, you've got... Let's see. Just off right away. Ganovan's first game against Collingwood is during the... Gather round. And then they got another crack in round 19. Adelaide Brisbane at the Adelaide Oval is round nine, so Duda likely won't be ready by then. Let's see. Uh, oh, I, Collingwood and Frio with Lockie Schultz. That is round 11 at Optus. That is a Friday nighter. And that is week two of the Sir Doug Nichols round. Correct. But Lockie Schultz's return will be the big headline there. Should be great turnout for that. We know Collingwood fans travel. We know they're everywhere. Sir Doug Nichols round Friday night. I feel like that's got kind of everything you want. Elijah Holland suspended for the first two uh, games of the year, by the way, for the cocaine charge so he'll miss opening round and then round one at the g what about uh whatever happened with like joel smith did anything ever come out of that i'm not sure if that's official yet i feel like that's gonna be i feel like it could be you know three or four week considering it's an in-game suspension because that was a game day positive there so much bigger deal i think we talked about gold coast playing carlton already right i think that's a a marvel game it would have to be yeah, so that'll be the the chance for Hollands. They're the Hollands brothers united now. Elijah and Ollie. Chance for Elijah to play a more natural inside role. Maybe picking up a bit of where Patty Dow's departure leaves them. Oh, St. Kilda and Freo. Thinking of uh, some moves there. When does St. Kilda get a crack at Freo? When could Liam Henry return? Some of the stuff I obviously haven't looked at as extensively. My priorities are more kind of the unprecedented stuff rather than the trade returns. Uh, St. Kilda hosts Freo. Round 10. And then that's not a double up. So no real return game for Liam Henry this year. Let's see. Uh, looking through team schedules. What else? I'm just going to kind of go through each team alphabetically. Screw it. Yeah. Um, and, and then we can, you know, sprinkle in some some trade talk as well. There you go. Things that we didn't really go with there. Um, Let's see. The Crows spend almost all of June at home. They've got two home games, a bye. Another home game. Oh, speaking of the Crows, this is going back to April. Round four hosting the Demons. Are they going to cheer for Harrison Petty every time he touches the ball? Hmm. He was obviously linked so much to the Crows. There's a, a high chance he could go home this coming year. I imagine they'll heavily boo Shane McAdam. And then, you know, it's like how that late season game for Dangerfield, when he played at Geelong, everybody cheered on him then when it was rumored or maybe even known that he would ask for a trade home. So... Maybe they'll just entice Harrison Petty by cheering for him whenever he has the ball there and uh, the... Gather round. Let's see, looking through other stuff. Damn, there is a round one overlap. Yeah, there is. Geelong and St. Kilda overlapping with Gold Coast and Adelaide, so that's an easy one for us to divide and conquer. There are too many other overlaps early in the season. Yeah, again, with the buys. I mean, there is an overlap at the end of the... Gather round. Yeah, as I said, Sunday, that makes sense. You can't have anything super late there a lot of the time, but 
with those buys sprinkled in before Anzac round, you're going to have a lot more time there. Obviously, Anzac round being spread out over five days helps there. And we've got Thursday games each of the first, what, 13 rounds? Uh, 14 counted the opening round. All right, so that'll also help prevent more overlaps. Let's see, what else? Yeah, a lot of uh, good things there. You've got Essendon and Carlton in another uh, King's Birthday Sunday game, a Twilight fixture, I guess a night fixture there at the G. Uh, do you think they're going to say, fuck you, we're bringing out all 32 Premiership Cups again? Just make it a meme? Eh, I think that was a one-off thing. I don't think they're doing that again. It was is, funny, though. Is Collinwood going to bring out the 16 Premiership Cups against one of those clubs this year? I think they should bring them out against Gold Coast or Frio or GWS. Uh, Gold Coast, they've only got in Queensland this year. Frio, as I said, that's in the West. GWS is only, I believe, in the opening round. Well, that kind of makes that difficult. Yeah, uh, their Marvel home game this year, the Pies do have a Marvel home game. I think they have two, actually. They do have the Lions at the G this year. Grand final, we've actually got to have it. It's round 23. They've got some Marvel home games, so I know that. I don't love that the first grand final rematch is in Queensland, but I know that's been like the Holy, Holy Thursday. Thursday, so I get it. Yeah, uh, Collingwood and a Marvel home games. They've got the Eagles there round nine. They've That's gone well for the Eagles before. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've got the Dogs there round 12. Yeah, that threw me off. That is weird. Yeah, I hate yet. Hawthorne hosting Adelaide. That is at the G. I don't know. That is really weird. Hawthorne had a Marvel home game. Uh, the week before against the Lions. Give the Lions more spots at the G. They're the runners up. They travel well. You got the huge Fitzroy base. They've only got two games at the G this year. I think that's wrong. Against Collingwood and the D's? Is that it? They got the D's round 16 at the GABA. Uh, Carlton? Oh, right. Melbourne's a double up. Uh, of course. Uh, that's round five. Round five Thursday. Got it. Um, looking at the schedule, looks like we have a pretty healthy mix of teams getting Thursday and Friday games, which I like, but... Stacked toward Carlton and Adelaide. And then a fair amount of the Ds, Pies, Lions, which makes sense. You know, have the top teams there, obviously. Yeah, but it looks like there is a pretty healthy mix overall. Like, the last couple of years, it's basically been the Bulldogs have been the Thursday and Friday team. And the Saints have been the Sunday Twilight team, and I don't think they have any scheduled for this year yet, which is a nice departure. Oh, in that great rivalry round, round eight, look who the Saints have. Norse. Why are you so sad? Great footy, come on. Well, the second meeting last year was an actual football game. The first meeting was too. You just don't want to acknowledge it. I mean, it it definitely happened. It, it definitely existed. Uh, let's see, other interesting observations. Is round eight the closest to a rivalry round? I guess. We should market that a little bit then. Better than ruck round. Or National Tight Ends Day. I was about to go there. Apparently, that was actually a quote from Jimmy Garoppolo that started that instead of George Kittle, which I did not realize. Uh, let's see. What else do I need to go over? Lions schedule looks like a pretty good balance. Obviously, it's considered the toughest schedule, but looks like a pretty healthy balance for what it's worth in terms of home and away and games being spread out. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the strength metrics, again, the Crows bring stuff up big time. If you're looking at the percentage and ladder finish, the Giants are kind of deceiving because of how they found their form after, really after the first quarter of the season, starting with that fantastic Sydney Derby comeback at the SCG. And, you know, some of them just get so skewed by the bottom three, particularly the bottom two. Let's see. Hawthorne has, in a lot of ways, a tougher schedule. They've only got one club that finished top six. All the ladders a double up, that being Collingwood, but you've also got GWS there, so another uh, Final Four team. Adelaide's in there as well. Let's see, I'm looking at... I just In terms of percentage, they've actually got the seventh toughest. I think this balance largely makes sense with who they gave tougher schedules to. Is it not extremely clear, though, that they want Gold Coast in finals? Eh, I mean, I guess they do get to double up against both North and West Coast. Uh, Are they the only club for whom that's the case? I think so. Let's see. The Saints getting an easier schedule than I would have expected. Nobody else's is much easier. I guess Frio's a little tougher than expected. But then again, they do have you know, the advantage of teams having to make the trip to face them. Melbourne's looks a little weaker on percentage, but that's just because of the Eagles double up, which has seemed pretty common as of late. 
oh, uh, Carlton and GWS double up again. I'm fine with that. I mean, we we went through it last year. It's like an amazing number of players have played for both clubs. Um, how many straight years is that of that being a double up? Well, obviously they didn't in 2020, but other than that. Every year since, so the fourth in a row. I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm, let's see. I'm looking at Carlson's schedule right now. Uh, at one point, they have three straight games at the G, although one of them is technically a Geelong home game. They got, yeah, they have a stretch rounds five through nine where all of their games, they've got back-to-back home games at Marvel, then an away game at the G, and then two home games at the G. I think it's they only leave the state three times after the gather round or something, they go to, or something absurd like that. Well, they go to New South Wales twice after. They've got a stretch where they play three straight games at Marvel and then two more at the G. And then, yeah, they go to the West. So, yes, they only after the have to leave Victoria three times over the rest of the season through August. And then they leave twice in the first four rounds plus the opening round, and which basically just was their round two game that got bumped up. Yeah. Collingwood also have something similar, I think. Or they, I was, uh, was going to get to them next because, like I said, just I'm just going through these alphabetically. Yeah. No need to randomize because I'm just I'm just kind of spitballing here. New South Wales for the opening round, obviously against the Giants. Holy Thursday at the Gabba, then the Gather Round against Hawthorne, and then they're largely at home the rest of the way. I'm Let's more- see. Ooh, the Saints have a home game at the G against Collingwood. That's interesting. Round two. Yeah, that's correct. I guess that's just the Saints get one a year now, maybe. It worked very well, obviously, last year for their sesquicentennial against Essendon, where they didn't actually fuck it up. Is it just that Essendon can't play in 150th anniversary games? Might be. I don't know. Um. Oh, hey, is this the 150th anniversary for the Swans? Yeah, after the... What? One second. I think... Yeah, this is going to be the 150th season for the Swans, so I think that might be part of why they get the opening game of the year. Okay. And, uh, it, and it could be a nice way to pay tribute to Ron Barassi as well, playing Melbourne. After the Gather round. Collingwood have five straight games in Melbourne. They are the home team for three of them. Two of them are technically away games at the G. One is also a home game at Marvel. They also play five straight games there, around 17 through 21, only one of which is an away game. They've that's, got, that's Hawthorne. Yeah, they've got Frio out west round 11. Gold Coast, round 16, and they have another trip, round 22 with the SCG. So, yeah, just like Carlton, Collinwood make three trips out of Victoria after the gather round. But they do have two in the first four rounds. It's just, look, no one's ever going to be completely happy with things, but these feel like things that could be easily fixed. Let's see, what else? Uh, let's look through Essendon, see if there's anything really interesting here. And they get a couple of home games at the G, couple at Marvel. Seems like a pretty healthy balance. Uh, both Bombers Saints games will be at Marvel. Bombers Blues, not a double up. Don't like that. But they do get the one game at the G, which keeps that ridiculous streak going. How many straight meetings is that? Something insane. But yeah, round 13, right before Essendon have a bye. Yeah, um, you know, because you've got that Sunday night game, the Monday King's birthday game, that's why you've still got eight games round 13. I mean, it's really lack of a true eye for Collingwood and Melbourne, then especially. Uh, let's see, going back all the way to round 24 of 1994, Carlton and Essendon have played every game since then at the G. How many games is that? I think it's going to be the, what, 66th straight or something like that? Huh, Frio Essendon with the G instead of Marvel is interesting. So Frio got two games at the G, one against Richmond, one against Essendon. Yeah, will be good for us to focus on Games of the G. I think I said the Giants get a couple cracks this year. You said the Suns get just the one? Just the closing round. Let's see. I'm going to look at the Suns schedule next, see what we got here that stands out to me. Yeah, so also the the Giants also get round 18 against Richmond at the G. couple finals matchups between them, obviously, prelim and a grand final. Well, the Suns don't have a Tasmania trip this year. little surprising, yeah. They had, they seem to kind of be like, you know, a team that gets a lot of alternate sites just because from an attendance standpoint, it makes sense. Giants have a couple alternate sites this year. Yeah, but the Suns play north at Marvel and they get Hawthorne at home. Yeah, and, and they, of course, they've also got north at Darling. And I guess, yeah, they're only playing Hawthorne once. Okay. 
Uh, you mentioned the Giants. That's who I was going to go to next. The fact that they're playing the Eagles in round two again, I find quite humorous. The Giants don't play a game in Victoria until round six. Yeah, the bye definitely takes a bit of a bite out of that. Well, no, I mean, you could just think of it as the opening round game would have been round three otherwise. I guess. But yeah, because they go, their only real away game until round six is the one at Perth. And that's their one trip out west for the year. Alternate sites between... They, they, they seem to be really the alternate site kings because they got their games in Canberra and they've also got Ballarat and Utah's. And their Gather round. game is at Mount Barker. Oh, right. So that's six then. Might get six. You get a point just for having a crack. You get a point just for having a crack. You get a point just for having a crack. I like this whole team by team thing just kind of spitballing. Let's see. Hawthorne. Their first three games are all at the G, including Essendon. That's been a Marvel game a couple times recently. Was it a 2022 that we had the crazy one there with the comeback? Or was that 2021? I think it was 22. Uh, no, it was 21. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hawthorne had North in round one of 22. Obviously, one of those early ones, Easter Monday. They have a stretch of three straight home games, though that includes a Tasmania game. But nothing too crazy. Let's see. Rounds 11 through 14 and then around 15 by their one game outside of Victoria is Tasmania. You've also got their Marvel home game there against the Lions, which is, again, disappointing, especially with the Hawks having their number. I would imagine the D's don't have a Marvel home game. Nah, never. In fact, they have only one Marvel game for the year. That can't be right. Bulldogs, round 21. I guess, let's see, they play the Saints at the G, they play North at the G, Essendon's at the G, Carlton's, of course, at the G. Yeah, interesting. Funny when it's a team that gets ripped on for attendance so much. Oh, they could also stick around with the... Gather around. Yeah, I mentioned that. I think they almost certainly will because they go Saturday, Thursday. That seems way too obvious, even over the... I mean, the only question is, would it be the Easter weekend? Bring the families. You got the school holidays, you might as well. They've got a stretch of three straight at the G, round seven through nine. Only one of those is technically a home game. Uh, also, round five before that is at the G as well. So four straight games actually at the G. Oh, yeah, because they have the round six by thanks to the opening round. Yeah. And then five of six. They have a turnaround from Traeger Park to King's birthday. That seems early for Traeger Park round 12. Normally, it's been, what, like round 16 or 18? Hopefully, they'll give us a bit better weather because it's not going as deep into the winter. Yeah, hopefully. Because that was just, they deserved better out there. Let's see. I mean, you, you think about the 2022 game with... I think it was Kazi with six in that good game against Port. Well, here's a fun one. North only play once at the G all year. Yeah, I'm not entirely surprised by that. That's... And it's against the D's. It's not against, like, Collingwood or Carlton or something. Or Richmond. They play Richmond at Marvel. That's a North home game, I believe. Yeah. They play Collingwood at Marvel. That is also a North home game. Tasmanian timeshare tussle. They host in Victoria, so obviously that's a Marvel game. They double up with Carlton. Both of those are at Marvel. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see North under the roof a lot. Uh, let's see. Are they going to get a bunch of Sunday games again? Uh, it doesn't seem like such a heavy dose, actually. Let's see. Like They don't have any, in fact, until rounds five and five. It's, it's spread out decent. Round 10. Yeah, they aren't getting like a billion Sunday games. Like last year, you knew you were getting North and the Saints on Sunday. I like that this is getting mixed up a bit. Yeah, and okay, al- the- also it makes it easier for teams to avoid like five-day turnarounds when you would... The distribution of games on various days of the week, I like much more than in past years. That I like. I also just saw the article on the AFL website. Um, The headline is, Meet the Canadian Who Helps Build Your Club's Fixture. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Rick Stone. That's a real name. Uh, This is a guy who does stuff for NFL, MLB, AFL, NRL. He's out in Vancouver. Ooh, here's a fun one. With the help of the... Gather round. And the Crows Home Showdown. Port play five out of six games at the Adelaide Oval, rounds three through eight. Their only exception is going to the G to face Collingwood, round six. In fact, it's six out of the first eight, because they also got Richmond, round two. Richmond, double up, is on again. Round 19 is the return fixture. That has provided us with some great entertainment in recent years. That was really the game that got me totally engrossed in the sport in 2020, the Port home fixture. That was the one with a 100-meter penalty to Richmond. 
I don't think Port ever have back-to-back games outside of Adelaide. That's an interesting one. I think the really helps with that. Do the Crows have that? Got to go back to theirs to check real quick. Round one and two, it's not the case. I know that. Yeah, the Crows don't either. This is really where the comes in handy for that. And the, you know, showdown, obviously. Yeah, so as much as we talk about that being, you know, look, that gives you 13 games at the Adelaide Oval. As much as we talk about showdown, you know, and home field advantage and stuff. Let's see. I'm going to look at Richmond now, and I'm just, I'm really loving that they have to play at Geelong. Their one Marvel home game, they only got two Marvel dates the whole year, and they're back-to-back weeks, rounds 21 and 22 north, and then hosting the Saints. Wow, wait, Richmond-St. Kilda is a Norwood game. I'm, that that just registered with me. That's interesting. Two, I mean, yes, the Saints are one of the smaller Victorian clubs, but to get such a small venue, that's... I think between that and actually playing at Geelong, I think it's the AFL's way of telling Richmond, like, your time of being special is over. Yeah, especially because they're the second largest Victorian fan base, third largest overall. Yeah, this is, like, very much a, you're not that special anymore. And again, closing round against the Suns is the only time the Suns are going to the G. Saints don't have consecutive games at Marvel till round 16 and 17. We mentioned already their home game against Collingwood is going to be at the G. Yeah, in that, after that, though, holy cow, eight of their final nine games are at Marvel, the only exception being round 18 against the Crows. So they have their final six games at Marvel. That's ridiculous. Nobody's making two trips to Tasmania outside of, yeah, the teams that have home games there, right? That is correct. Swans have a pretty steady travel schedule this year. I don't think they have... Any two consecutive games in Victoria. In fact, I think the only time they've got two consecutive games out of New South Wales is from round three against Richmond to the Gather round. against the Eagles. So pretty friendly travel there. You know, two consecutive away games, rounds 14 and 15, but the second of those is the Giants home Sydney Derby. Okay, they get three games at Marvel and three at the G, which seems like a pretty fair balance for them. Collingwood, Richmond, and Hawthorne at the G. Hawthorne and Sydney, obviously pretty sick. But they're playing playing Essendon at Marvel. Yeah, that's been a contest at the G in somewhat recent times. I remember there was a big Essendon victory in 2022, where I think Redmond had a big late goal. I like that the way the Eagles website is laid out under the tab for matches, it has fixture, ladder, injury list, and also open training. But the injury list just needs to be everywhere for them. Let's see. They don't have, I think they might only have one week with consecutive games away from Western Australia. Well, you've got the one including the... Gather round. Yeah, that's it. Rounds three and four. Marvel against the Bulldogs again, of course. And then the... Gather round. Against the Swans. And you mentioned just the one trip to the G? Against the D's, round 17. Four trips to Marvel, including Collingwood there. The others... The more logical, you know, Essendon, Saints, and Bulldogs. I love that the, that they got Collingwood at Marvel again. I like that one of the Eagles' biggest flexes on teams right now is we beat you two years ago. We helped keep the Bulldogs out of finals. Honestly, in the long run, I think that's better for the Bulldogs. Their window is their window closing, Ethan. Uh, I mean, the, obviously their draft's looking good. They got pick five and points they can use on uh, Jordan Croft. Speaking of the dots, but they've got to show a lot this year for Luke Beveridge to keep his job, for Tim English and Jamara Eubel Hagen to remain committed. I mean, for English especially, sounds like Jamara is very clearly a bulldog for life. Here's a weird dog schedule thing. Only two games at the G? 12 at Marvel? Yeah, that is a surprising skew there. And again, the two at Mars being so far apart. The weird one is Collingwood's home game against the Dogs being at Marvel. The others mostly make sense. They double up with the Ds again because it feels like they always do. They double up against the Giants again. That's, I'd say that's a modern rivalry. They doubled up last year at both at alternate sites, and they've got Ballarat again this year. How many, has that been a real like consecutive years thing for the Giants and Dogs? Not just the past, the past two Plus a couple of finals meetings. I like that sort of, you know, finals predicated rivalry like that. All right. Um, I mean, I, I think we're pretty complete here. 
you know, talked about a couple of the the loose ends with trades. Um, do we ever mention? I don't think we mentioned that Orazio Fantasia did sign on with uh, Carlton, and they've got a double up against Port. So there's a little bit of relevance there. What else do we have coming then? Uh, that's about it for now. I think that can just about wrap up this episode. Yeah, um, just want to touch on briefly. Great ending to the women's home and away season, and a couple really entertaining Saturday finals. I know, I know you haven't been able to follow that as much with your work schedule having to be at a lot of Thursday and Friday night games. But yeah, that Saturday final slate has been fantastic. The pressure that the Sydney Swans have put on is reminiscent of some of my favorite games on the men's side. Unfortunate that Charlie Robottom couldn't match up against them uh, for the Suns in that elimination final, but I did not expect to have so much fun watching the Swans women's side so quickly. So that's a big bonus there. Looking forward to the semifinals this week. Other things coming up for us here. We're going to do our uh, best player by number soon. I know we've got that squared away. We've actually made our decisions on all 50 of those now. So you'll see the graphics soon on Twitter and Instagram at Americans Footy and get our explanation for that later. Trying to get some interviews lined up to fill the void between the draft, the end of the women's season, and the start of the men's home and away campaign. That December and January time, I hope to still be a really engrossing one for our content. A reminder, individually, I'm on Twitter at BenjaminHK01. I'm on Twitter at Castle Media. We're both on at Americans Footy. We're also on Instagram at Americans Footy. Brian Harambe's on Instagram at CatNameGrian. This has been fun. I kind of forgot what it was like to record for a bit. Let's do this more often. <laughs>